0: right all right join the journey family friends and guests you're listening to join the journey podcast with your host Emma Daughter
1: Thanks for joining. Today we are reading Proverbs 19. And before we jump in, an exciting announcement: we have launched a Join the Journey Instagram at underscore Join the Journey underscore. It's super fun. We're posting podcast clips, so you can actually get a glimpse into what this room we're recording in looks like, and see who you're listening to, as as well as just deeper dives into the books, book overviews, that kind of stuff. So I. I'm confident you want to check it out. Don't miss it at underscore join the journey underscore on Instagram. But all that said, today is a Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, our Watermark students gather in small groups. And once a month, our high school students on a Wednesday night Gather for Shoreline, where all the students from all the schools across the city get together. And throughout the year, we will periodically, on Wednesdays, bring in students to the studio. And here with me today is one of our Watermark students, Lauren Fricky. Hey. Lauren, I'm so glad you're here. How you doing? Pretty good. (laughs) I'm excited for you to just share a little bit about who you are and what God's done in your life.
0: Yeah, well, hi, my name is Lauren Fricky. I was born and raised in a Christian home with parents who loved me and taught me about Jesus. However, I also grew up thinking that Christianity was only a bunch of rules about living well and going to heaven, and that the slightest mistake could mean that I was never truly saved to begin with. This led to me following all the rules as closely as I could, scolding myself when I inevitably failed, and constantly judging others. I didn't realize how bad things were until COVID 2020. At the Christmas Eve service at Watermark that year, my mom told me that she was going to Regeneration, the recovery ministry at Watermark, and that encouraged me to sign up for Regen for students. Honestly, I had no idea what to expect, Mm. but during those 12 weeks, I learned a lot about forgiveness and not dwelling on the past. Over the next few years, I discovered that what I thought being a religious Christian looked like was completely different from what it means to be Jesus' disciple At a camp a few years ago, a speaker told me and my group that the first word we think of when we think of God will heavily influence our lives because we will become like the God we worship. After we wrote down our answer, he asked us how radically we thought our lives would change if we thought of him as the God of love. I'll admit, this is still not the first word I think of when I think of God, but I can say I am much closer than I used to be. Beforehand, I thought salvation was all about what I did, or at least about my great contribution to being given eternal life. However, after reading a lot in Scripture, the full meaning of Colossians 2.13 hit me. It says that when you were dead in your sins, God made you alive with Christ. Dead means dead. Nothing I could ever do could change that. It is Christ who chose me, Christ who canceled the dead of my sin, and Christ who made and continues to make me alive. I love it, Lauren. Lauren. It's a it's a sweet story
1: that you know, sometimes we think we have to have this testimony where I was a drug addict or I was an alcoholic or but sin is sin. And I I love your story because it magnifies the holiness of God and how short we fall from that standard no matter what we're struggling with, and appreciate you sharing with such vulnerability and authenticity. Lauren, I know that you're you're a bright young lady. How old are you? Ah, uh, 17. You're 17, so you're a junior in high school? hmm You're a junior.
0: What are some of your hobbies? What do you do in your free time? Um, well, I love to play the piano. Um, I also sing in choir, so no I have way. a concert in next week actually. Oh, so, so fun. I'm really excited about it. That's really um, exciting. I also love Spanish. So I serve with Watermark in Espanol. Cool. Are you fluent? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're um, learning. But I'm getting there. You're getting there. It's fun because like people will come up to me and start talking in Spanish because they know like I'm white. And so they're going to be like, they're oh, curious. Hey, like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want to see if I can keep up. So it's so it's you, kind of funny. <laughs> I,
1: believe, I believe 2024 is your year. You're, you're going to keep up by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I hope so. You,
1: you hope so. She's she's not that confident if you could see her face right now, but I believe in you, Lauren. I, I'm i certain. Um, I know that you love God's Word. You love learning about God's Word. And I want to know um, what your personal study of God's Word looks like before um, we jump into Proverbs.
0: Well, the blessing of the school I go to is where I actually get to study God's Word a lot, and I get to, like, read about a bunch of Dif- different theologians like calvin's institute of the christian religion um martin luther's 95 theses so like i get to read the bible but i also get to read like great commentators on the bible mm. who just like it's i mean let's open stuff. it up yeah it's definitely deep and there's a lot of like is this biblical is this the christian worldview or is this uh, being influenced sure. by heresy or pagan ideas so it's Like, I definitely get to learn a lot about discernment. And then when I read the Bible, after reading from those great authors, I'm like, what influenced their writings? Hmm. And I get to see, like, different biblical themes that I never would have noticed otherwise. So it's pretty cool, and it just kind of inspires me to learn more about the Bible.
1: I love it, Lauren. Well, I I, I love that you get to learn from those great minds— But I also, as cheesy as it sounds, love that we get to learn from you today as a high schooler, because the same spirit that lived in those men lives in you. And so would you share, I mean, as you looked at Proverbs 19, anybody who's following along in the guided journal saw a question printed at the bottom of the page from Proverbs 19, specifically looking at verse 26, what are godly children marked by? And as you studied that, Lauren, as you explored that question, what stood out to you?
0: Well, first, I was like, where did you get this from? Um, (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) It was talking about um, the verse in the ESV says, he who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. Mm. And I was like, okay, so here we have the example of a bad son, and then we go all the way to what are godly children marked by. And so the first thing I thought about is definitely like one of the Ten Commandments, actually. It's about like to honor our father and our mother, then I saw with godly children, like we are the children of God. God is our father and we are called to honor and obey him. And even more than our earthly parents, because he is the one who is the standard of morality Mm. and ethics. And so as children of God, we are called to be like him. And so godly children, I guess, are marked by godliness, like our heavenly father. Sure. And it sounds so simple. And like hearing you say that,
1: well, Emma,
0: duh, duh. that answer is
1: really simple. (laughs) Godly children are marked by godliness. It's like, duh. But how does that play out practically? Like, what are your, I mean, I'm a daughter. Mm -hmm. You're a daughter. Now we're more than 10 years apart in age. Mm -hmm. But practically, how does this play out for you? Like, when is it difficult to walk out in that identity? And Mm -hmm. when do you sense, oh man, I'm, I'm doing things God's way. Like this is, it might be hard, but it's right.
0: When it's really hard is when I'm like in sin or, yeah, I'm just like struggling with pride and thinking that I know better than God or I feel like God's really distant, and I'm like, he's a father, but I don't see him like I see my earthly parents. And so in those moments, it's really hard to walk in godliness because like I have the sense in my head that I'm God's daughter and I'm called to godliness, but I'm like, he's not here. He's not telling me what Mm -hmm. to do. Like, and he's not disciplining. Like your parent is. Yeah, like my, like my dad. So those are like definitely harder moments when I when I don't feel, I guess, like I have this sense that he's right there. Mm. But better moments are kinda when I'm like reading God's word, I make a revel I get a revelation kind of from God when I'm reading um through my worldview program. And I'm like, Oh, salvation is by grace through faith alone. Like there's nothing I could do to earn salvation mm-hmm. or even to be to where God's like, oh, I guess I'll save her. It's like there's nothing I mm-hmm. did, like, at all. And so in those moments, I'm, like, very, very grateful. Yeah, that identity, it doesn't go away and you're so mm-hmm. mindful of it. I love and it. then it feels a lot easier to be called to godliness because there's nothing I could do to either earn it or lose it. Yeah. So
1: those moments, it's There's a lot. There's nothing you could do to earn it or lose it. It's a simple reminder, but it's one we need over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Lauren, it's a 10-minute podcast, so we're almost out of time. Any other thoughts or takeaways that you're excited to talk about, or do you feel good?
0: Well, definitely, like, one of the questions I took away from it is just, like, to ask myself, am I obeying my heavenly dad? Mm. Am I honoring him And when I'm in sin sometimes and I'm purposely ignoring him? Like, where am I ignoring him and why? If he's my heavenly father, why am I not submitting to his discipline?
1: Take me one one step deeper in that.
0: What does that look like? Mm, well, since my earthly parents are also believers, um, sometimes I'm not, like, nice to my siblings or I'm, like, falling into sin. And my parents are like, hey, this is kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the this Bible says kinda this. is kind of not what this you should kinda, do. This is kind of, yeah. Um, and I'm like, dang it, they're right. Yeah. And— it's really hard because they're saying exactly what my heavenly dad would say. And it's really hard to—I told you guys earlier that I struggle with pride. And I'm like, oh, I want to be right, mm. but I'm not. My parents are right. And so in those moments, I just kind of pray to want to do the right thing and want to agree with them and just walk more in humility, I guess. Mm. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that's relatable for anybody. No matter how old you are, you know, in in my adult years, no, I don't see my little sister every day. And it's very rare that we'd be bickering or Mm -hmm. something. But the same is true in how we treat our coworkers or our boss or manager or the person at the oil change place who doesn't have good customer service, (laughs) you know, like you can contextualize that lesson to any situation and the reminder that we are God's children speaks identity into us and that identity should inform how we respond to others. So, Lauren, I think you're right on. And that's a great Thank takeaway you. from today's from today's text. Thank you for being here, for sharing. You did a great job. Thank you. It was really fun. We will have to have you back. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.